Quantum Conversations, your portal to the inner realms. Access infinite possibilities, infinite mastery, and infinite love. Mind-expanding, heart-opening conversations with some of the greatest spiritual teachers, luminaries, and healers of today's world. Usher in new earth by living in your sacred heart. Quantum Conversations is brought to you by AcousticHealth.com, home of music from the universe, online healing retreats, and this program. Claim your free registration to daily shows at AcousticHealth.com. AcousticHealth.com, your portal to the inner realms. Our program starts shortly. Welcome to another Quantum Conversation, brought to you by AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and I invite you to sit back as we enter the Quantum Realm, that space of the greater part of you. It is your connection to infinite possibilities, infinite potential, and infinite mastery. And welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for coming into this sacred heart space with us. Today, we are back with one of my favorite guests, Eric Roth, a shamanic astrologer. And today, he's here to talk to us about Jupiter and the beautiful level of synchronicity that happens in our life when Jupiter reaches into our field and our influence. Let's welcome Eric Roth back to Quantum Conversations. Hello, Eric. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Lauren. It's really, uh, really nice to be here again. Uh, I love doing this show with you and uh, just happy to talk about another uh, important uh, astrological uh, initiation for all of us that we we experience at you know various times in our lives and what's going on you know collectively and how much it's impacted each of us in as far as like the, the human collective on the, on the world stage. Yes, it's always very interesting to hear your take on it. So let's start with Jupiter. You know we know about our Saturn return, right? Every is it 28 or 29 years? What is going on with Jupiter? We're going to talk a little bit about why it's important to know how Jupiter influences us. Yeah, thank you. Um, Jupiter is uh, a really has a really interesting um, symbolism and what it means in our lives, and you know has a lot of uh, uh, connection and cultures around the world and and, and connecting to it astrologically um on a on a real basic level for each of us the planet jupiter represents our uh vision quest path our our dharmic path our path of spirituality and enlightenment is a it is a path that we uh one could say that helps us really become with in, in addition to the ascendant you know, our authentic selves in this lifetime. 
helping us to become that which our soul wants. And it depends upon what sign, uh, to some extent, the house position also plays a role. But, you know, on a, on a basic level, what sign Jupiter is in when we're born, that gives us that, that pathway. And in addition to that, it does, as you mentioned before about synchronicity, it does connect us to that level of intangibility in our life, of, of synchronicity, of things that come together in, in certain ways that, that go beyond the rational uh, uh, mind, that connect us to a different uh, uh, experience of reality um, and help expand our world where things can, on a, on a magical scale, really work together. Uh, and again, it depends on a wide variety of factors, but that's the basic level of what Jupiter brings into our life. And all of the above, it expands. It expands everything it touches in that way. And, um, you know, this is a, in traditional astrology, Jupiter has always been looked at as something very positive and uh, beneficial. Um, although there are certain circumstances where, depending on where it's uh, touching, where it's activating, it could be experienced as something, um, you know, challenging and difficult. Um, and I, I say that in, in particular because of what took place in 2020. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's start there. I know we've got some who would uh, who are listening who would love to have you talk to what their individual chart might look like. But let's take a look at for the collective. Um, what are you seeing for our collective? And you did reference last year. Can you expand on that a little bit? Yeah. Okay. So this is, it's really interesting. And, and, and one of the ways in shamanic astrology is, is to not put a planet in a particular category of whether it's good or bad, but to take it from a holistic, you know, uh, objective and shamanic perspective and to say that it is unto itself what it is regardless of, of, of how we might view it. We might view certain events as, as negative or bad or good or beneficial, but the planet itself is essentially not, uh, you know, uh, has an agenda, you know, in a good or bad way. Um, so last year, the two, the, the most important uh, theme, at least when the planets is concerned, was, was the Saturn, Jupiter, and Pluto conjunction that really created uh, enormous uh, opportunity for change in the world and on, on the United States, but, but all across the globe. Um, what, Jupiter, what Jupiter's role in that was to expand what Saturn and Pluto were doing or were in, in their conjunction with each other. So it means that our level of experience was just amplified by Jupiter, and that made it even more profound and potent than would otherwise be if Jupiter wasn't there. Um, and so what, you know, we can look to that and we go, oh, my God, Jupiter, would Jupiter do a bad thing or something? No, it, it simply allowed us a greater level of opportunity 
in our lives to experience transformation and change uh, through the Pluto and, and Jupiter, uh, sorry, Pluto and Saturn um, archetypal processes, initiations in our life. And that conjunction uh, between those two planets were, I mean, that's one of the most intense, um, you know, conjunctions you could ever have is Saturn and Pluto. Uh, there, you know, there are other things that could definitely add to that pie, but those two really, uh, really come together like that. It is, it is a, it is a, a, a powerful, potent, a stress, pressure, um, death, rebirth. Uh, you know, a crystal stage experience for humanity. And then Jupiter just amplified all of those uh, qualities in our lives, in the collective. And and I've done, uh, uh, you know, many hundreds of readings over the last couple of years. And uh, especially last year, I've, it's interesting the synchronicity that comes in and people having certain uh, challenges or issues in their life, and they, uh, getting a reading from me. And a lot of them happen to be what we call on the front lines of that transit, meaning that they have um, – it took place in Capricorn primarily, and they happen to have some um, personal points or planets uh, like their sun or their moon or their uh, Mars or Venus uh, were in that sign of Capricorn or on the other parts of the um, – uh, astrological wheel that uh, correspond to that, which would be Cancer and Aries and Libra. So the, all those were being strongly activated last year. Now Pluto is still in Capricorn this year, so there's still that that vibration happening. It's not completely, uh, you know, hasn't completed its course. But Saturn and Jupiter have moved on. And they're doing something else in Aquarius this year, which we've all felt, um, which is something I'll definitely be talking about today. Um, and so, you know, I've some we all have different experiences in in the reaction to the global pandemic, to uh, the uh, environmental and uh, economic uh, transformations and stresses, um, and uh, the political strife, uh, among others. Um, which affects all of it, uh, you know, uh, down to the, the very uh, fabric of our society. And so some people benefited from 20, what happened in 2020 in the sense that they were able to really transform themselves and see things that they would not have been able to see if, if this hadn't gone on. Others, you know, uh, were, you know, could have been attached to certain processes in, in investing in certain things that, that, you know, completely collapsed on them. And so each of those presents a powerful opportunity for their own personal growth and, uh, you know, maturation, and, and also to, to reevaluate all of their lives, um, the entire structure, the entire thing of, of who they are, what, it, what they've inherited psychologically and, and, you know, from their parents, from, from, from their childhood, and, you know, uh, or depending on the stage of life that they're in and, and what they could uh, let go of, what they, how they can detoxify themselves and what they can embrace as their own, own true uh, truth uh, going forward in their lives. So Jupiter, Jupiter played this powerful role in expanding all of that. And so when a number of people are 
affected by this, it ends up becoming where, you know, more and more of those just by, you know, indirectly are affected by that, even if they might not have a particular personal cycle or initiation that takes place. They still can be affected by a lot of those around them that are affected uh, personally. It could be family members. It could be friends, colleagues, um, all, you know, affected by that, even though they might not be on the front lines of that of that transit. So yeah, that it's 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 pretty profound, and and uh, I've, I've done many readings around that, and it's just been interesting to see all the different uh, ways uh, people have been uh, reacting to uh, to that uh, initiation. All right, yeah. So let's talk about some of the different ways people have been reacting to this initiation. Have you seen those who are coming in a Jupiter return? in this time of that great Saturn-Pluto-Jupiter conjunction? Have you seen that? And what was that like for people who had those influences? Yeah, it's uh, thank you for – that's a great question because um, I have seen that. And uh, what it, – it, it's also just coming into this uh, form that in this sign of Capricorn, that a person who was born with Jupiter in Capricorn, this time they will never experience in their life uh, a, a Jupiter return like what they've experienced in 2020 because Saturn and Jupiter won't be in uh, Capricorn the next time Jupiter rolls around into that sign of Capricorn. So it's an extremely rare situation. In fact, it didn't uh, – it wouldn't have happened even in, in – uh, uh, and prior, you know, since they've been born um, in that sign. The, the, the three planets were together before in different ways, not as close as 2020. So one is is they get their um, they get their Jupiter return in a way that is uh, uh, a, a lot more deeper and transformational and and and, and structurally active. Um, I had uh, some. Uh, responses where, uh, you know, things just, uh, you know, collapsed on them. They lost their job. They uh, were kind of in a space where they were not uh, feeling good about the world and uh, what they wanted to do. I had um, another response where they were able to embrace and take the time and, and see that this is, that this is okay, that this is just this uh, a great space for them to to realize what seeds they need to plan for their long term future. Like this is this is that time they've given they've been given you might say permission by the universe to truly get into like oh what's this next stage of my life now? It's 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 compounded by this all this intense energy, and yet I've you know that person's got to to step into maybe perhaps a new role or redefine. What they what they've uh, uh, you know put all their apples into and go wait this is may not be my my true path maybe I need to look at other other paths and then still others would you know completely resist it and um, uh, you know be unhappy with uh, what they have and and fight to get back uh, their uh, what they did have at one time what they felt was was not fair what took place and you know beyond their control this is the pluto thing is that the pluto portion of this is is things taking place 
beyond one's control that no matter what they do, that it can't they can't change you might say the circumstances except to surrender to the initiation itself within themselves and allow that process to take to take place rather than uh, fighting every ounce of their energy into um, resisting and trying to capture what they might be attached to and and what could be completely against what their um, what their soul is, is desiring. And so this could lead to uh, a process that, that can help them uh, recognize uh, their their deeper fears, their deeper fears, their deeper level of, of wounds that um, where, where that can uh, show up and then maybe even uh, transform. And at the same time, a Jupiter return can will also still create synchronicities in their lives. So certain things can happen that help line them up with other opportunities, but a person in the deep uh, world of Saturn and Pluto may not recognize the synchronicities, may not recognize the magic that's taking place. And so they, um, in a sense, they could miss it, but it doesn't mean they miss it forever. It's just simply uh, may not have been the right time uh, for them. But, at the, you know, especially if they are, uh, you know, we're as, as creatures of, of stubbornness, you know, we can be, we can resist that and um, uh, move forward. But those are some of the major ways that I've had that experience with clients and, and, and uh, with these transits. Um, um, in some cases, uh, they may have been an opportunity for, you know, a different kind of relationship to come into their lives or one that where they needed to, uh, it kind of amplified the toxic qualities of a particular relationship that needed to end for them, and uh, it could have been their, uh, you know, even their Mars position or their uh, Sun or uh, or Venus that was in that zone that allowed them to uh, finally uh, complete and, and change the game and decide they want something different. So there was a wide variety of, of, of responses, but everyone was impacted in a way that they felt it, uh, you know, on some level. They felt what was going on in the collective, and then even some with some on a much more personal level. I've, I've certainly uh, done readings for people that have known uh, either a family member or someone who's had COVID-19 um, and, and the, uh, you know, the, the, the challenge that uh, presented to their lives um, and all the, the, you know, the people having kids and, and not being able to, you know, take them to a place where they can be, you know, go to school during the day so that they can, so that the parent can actually work. All of these things, uh, you know, all these different factors, you know, really shifted their uh, livelihood experience uh, in the future. So now we're uh, having to pick up the pieces and, you know, recovering and, and dealing with the aftermath of, of 2020, but still, still at the aftermath or, uh, Still in the process of this of this pandemic, and with uh, now Jupiter and Saturn in Aquarius, um, you know it's a different uh, different feel to the world, a different feel in our lives. Yes, and so thank you for explaining that and all of the factors and ways that people can experience that that great transformation. I love how you say it's an opportunity for transformation. And really, um, we've seen that on this collective scale 
in so many ways. And even the, we've passed the equinox. Maybe we can check in on that. But we even felt for those who are sensitive, that gateway of 2020, December solstice really felt powerful and potent. And that is related right here as Saturn and Jupiter did move into Aquarius. So now with this equinox and moving towards the solstice here in the Northern Hemisphere, we're still expanding in our daylight. What do you see going on with those equinox energies? How did those balance things out for us? Or did you notice anything like that? Uh, yeah, there there was definitely a uh, I think a potent uh, transformation that was uh, taking place, and um, with the uh, that equinox that that came into our lives, um, you know Aries in particular, uh, and still there's a very strong Aries. Um, uh, initiation happening right now for for humanity um and this at this time uh you know during that equinox period uh we had um you know a number of uh things that we can you know that we can can connect to for ourselves but obviously jupiter and saturn and aquarius i would say help uh you know really uh, connect us out up and outward and, and and be able to see hope but also uh, with Aries strongly in the picture, it meant uh, a more uh, a vibrant, uh, you know, calling to action, um, to to showing up for our lives, to see. And this is one of the wonderful things about uh, the increase in sunlight, and now having more, and especially, well, primarily here, obviously, obviously in the, the northern hemisphere, but having more sunlight, having more daylight, having more, uh, you know, warmth. Uh, coming in, it, it spurs growth. It, it, it initiates us into the desire to find, uh, to, to seek out a new uh, level of, of energy for ourselves and, and, and to go forth into the world and contribute, you know, to be of service perhaps, to, to show up for family, for community. Um, and, you know, it's, it's that equinox you know uh, the 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 balance of day and night, where but the the sun is crossing over the equinoctial equinoctial um, uh, projected line in the sky, so so that it's um, uh, you know along the equator, so that's more means more daylight. Um, it allows us to connect to this um, uh, this 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 frequency where um, we can uh, connect even more to the realization that we are deeply and intimately connected to Mother Earth. You know, we have this powerful relationship with her and, and with Ari- and in Aries kind of a way, you know, to be the defender of her, to be the, uh, to, to honor her in that way and allow us to, uh, to be in that space. Regardless of whether someone has Aries in their chart or not, it's, it's opening up that, that energy for us. And for uh, Saturn and Jupiter, and since we're talking primarily about Jupiter, is it's making its way through Aquarius and, um, you know, gets there. It, 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 it enters, actually, Jupiter enters uh, Pisces in uh, 
just uh, a few days after uh, the new moon in May um, for a couple of months before it comes back into Aquarius. Uh, this is, you know, it could be a time for, uh, you know, great uh, ideals, uh, a certain level of, we saw it with the, um, I want to point that out, the uh, the bill that was passed in March, uh, the rescue plan, for example. Um, this is, I find that in, a, in an interesting way, uh, both Saturn and Jupiter in their mix in Aquarius and how Aquarian that bill was. It, it, it served a certain uh, humanitarian type of uh, initiation or effort into the world, but uh, but in a way that was very Saturnian in the sense that it planted, you know, more into the place where it served a longer term, rather, well, both the short and longer term, but it served a longer term uh, awareness for society and humanity to actually go, uh, you know, hey, this, we, people, certain people need help, actually all the people need help to, to, to be aware that this is happening, that, that, that we, you know, that there are people, say, in, in, in poverty, uh, there are people that are um, uh, challenged with, with, with food and, and, and water insecurities and, and home uh, homelessness, that this is a something that could uh, be a first step toward a uh, what we could call a brighter future. As long as we're, you know, don't give up on that and just go, oh, this is, this is it mm-hmm. and we're done with... Uh, we're done with all the, uh, you know, the, uh, the focus on, on helping our brothers and sisters and, and, and uh, you know, other uh, uh, members out there in the world. Uh, but there is, I believe that the energy is helping spur on a certain level collectively of, hey, we can't ignore this anymore. We can't ignore the problems, at least here in the, CU, in the U.S., we can't ignore the problems here anymore mm-hmm. that we have, to, we have to keep the attention on. Now, at the same time that that can happen, in Aquarius, there's also a, a there can be a counter-revolutionary uh, energy uh, idea and thought that it will resist, you know, will will try to be revolutionary in a way that may not be entirely real. And so you see also a counter-effort into that space, you know, uh, that you know, is a can be susceptible to you know uh, to damage to more wounding, um, and that in, in particular is 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 uh, noticeable and something we 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 have to continue to be aware of in that way where we can't fall mm-hmm. back down into the sinkhole that we right. were in before. So, so Jupiter is is uh, Jupiter and Aquarius is a very uh, uh, I might say an enlightening kind of energy expansive and and you know really deeply into a a certain level of um you know avant-garde innovation um experimentation consciousness expansion humanitarian efforts and um and because saturn's also kind of in the neighborhood it's it's i see it as a you know from a um idealistic perspective it could really serve the long-term future in a practical way, not just where, say, if Jupiter was just in Aquarius without Saturn's help, 
then there could be things that may not necessarily stick in uh, society for, for the long-term future. But mm-hmm. Jupiter expands all of this and is helping promote it more and more, especially conscious awareness of, of things all around us. Um, now, if we go back to the uh, the Aries part that's happening right now, you know, it's really, it, it's, it's, it's not, um, it, it's, it's approaching it through, um, yes, what uh, we might find is, is a certain level of courage to finally uh, go forth into the world. And, and even if we're feeling that fear, we're, we're, we're standing up and we are speaking our, our voices in ways that's, that's rooted in a certain reality, not from, from, a, from a place of falseness, but from a place of, of truth and, and, and uh, you know, sort of liberation from, uh, you know, things that were, were holding us down for, you know, countless generations, perhaps. Uh, so this is, this is that, that energy that we can tap into, all of us, uh, for ourselves, regardless of whether we're in a cycle or not. For, of course, for those mm-hmm. that, are, or that are in a cycle, you know, the week, this is also a highly pivotal time uh, for those Jupiter and Aquarius people. Um, you know, you're getting, uh, you're getting a Jupiter return, but, and you may be getting also Saturn either this year or next year, Saturn on your natal Jupiter. Uh, so that is, is helping you uh, connect into, uh, you know, a greater level of your own spiritual path. Um, you know, what, what, is your, what is your dharma? What is your, um, your service into the world? What is your vision for your future? And how, where are you going to get your, you know, spiritual rewards from? And this is, this is that, that energy that's coming forth uh, for that person. Um, so, yeah, Aquarius is, uh, you know, ha- I know there are certain circles uh, that look at head of kind of, you know, put it into a negative light. And, uh, you know, I, on a personal level, I have an Aquarius North Node and uh, Vesta. And, uh, you know, this is definitely a, uh, you know, there's a certain level of magic also happening uh, within me as, as I, uh, uh, you know, mature and move into another stage of life, if you will. And this has been, uh, you know, both Saturn and Jupiter have been helping me uh, perceive a, a, a greater level of my own future, uh, what my soul is desiring, what I'm, what I'm wanting in this, in this world. It's helping me tap into a great, the greater, uh, you know, sort of this. I like to say the celestial uh, world, because Aquarius has a deeper connection to that, to that world, the upper world, the divine, the uh, stars, uh, uh, synchronicities, and and uh, you know also you know sometimes uh, change, uh, great change that can that can occur uh, from a. Uh, perspective that is that's you might say necessary for our soul's growth so this is you know this is a time that i look at the um the qualities the uh, underlying qualities of, of aquarius jupiter and aquarius is another one that's you know breakthroughs in, in technology uh breakthroughs in in how we uh, spiritually connect to the world um and aquarius can create circumstances for that and then i would i would be remiss if i didn't talk about how that how uranus squares 
you know, Saturn this year, something I talked about in a previous show, but it squared Jupiter earlier this year. And while they won't square again, they're still in the neighborhood with each other in that way. And so there's still, a, you know, a general impact uh, from that. And so I find uh, that, you know, we as a human society may end up uh, having certain, uh, you know, things that come into our, our lives that are, are going to be unexpected, unpredictable, and unplanned, but new, uh, something we haven't experienced before. And Uranus is, uh, you know, a great uh, conductor of that and will help us uh, with that um, with that energy. I mean, uh, there, there are some times when we might feel like we get a setback, but uh, it's all in how we perceive it and what we might be attached to. It could be things that we were taught that we didn't realize were toxic in our lives. And, you know, maybe it's it, it, that's uh, presenting an opportunity to, to shift uh, for ourselves uh, as hard as that might may or may not be. I know of a, of a particular client, a long-time client, and uh, it took her years to come to the uh, realization, and and she came into that realization in 2020, that mm-hmm. you know, without mm-hmm. a battle with alcoholism and uh, and and a on and off again partner who also enabled that, and they ended up, from what I understand, went to you know got help and sought help together, and. Um, so this is, you know, that the intensity of, of the alignment in 2020 and now the, you know, a certain level of uh, one could say liberation uh, that's taking place with Aquarius, you know, presents a certain uh, level of growth and, and, and help uh, from spirit allies, uh, from other helpers uh, that may be human or, or otherwise, um, especially, uh, especially the Earth Mother. Well, this is a beautiful way for people to really evolve and transform their lives. And you know what I love about it, just listening to you explain it, is that through this 2020 alignment and the incredible opportunities that sometimes probably felt like when push comes to shove, right, for some people, uh, and, and people know what that means, but now here we are in the energies of 2021, which is liberation in Aquarius. So this is very hopeful. I want to point out to everyone to get a session with Eric for those who want to perceive their future and to really connect to a greater spiritual path, to really be able to navigate this in a way that makes sense for you. Sessions with Eric are available. We're going to talk about that. Um, But let's do something really fun here. And for those who have their charts, I know that when people get a session with you, you give them a chart, and then you explain how that chart works. So let's just take an example here. Can you explain, for those who have their charts, we've got some questions coming in from a couple people as well that we can pass your way, but where would we find... So, like, I'm looking and I can see I've got my chart up and I've got Jupiter in Cancer in the mm-hmm. third house. So, what would that mean? Yeah, that's that's a great question. Um, and, yeah, I, I just saw just on a side note before I answer it. Uh, if people, like, all they have to do is give me the birth date 
and I can look up their Jupiter position. It's real easy for ah. me here. So I can okay. do that for them if they're not able to do it. Um, okay. But there's another way to do it is looking at as on astro.com. That's a free way to just go there and, and, and you know, pull up a and copy get your of the chart. chart. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and there's also several apps on a person's, uh, you know, mobile device that they can download that will also give them that information, too. Um, and, Technology uh, but I have also is cameras. amazing. Mm-hmm. What's that? Technology is amazing. Yeah. I know that uh, in, I think about a decade or definitely two decades ago, it would take someone a few hours to put together a chart, and now it's instantaneous. Yes, I uh, I feel very grateful for that, uh, <laughs> to be able to quickly look up things like that. It's, uh, it is a uh, one of the amazing benefits of having that knowledge right there in front of you like that uh, every anywhere you go. Um, I also still carry the books, uh, the ephemeris books, which can also, you know, it's, 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 I still love books and I still uh, love to read them and mm-hmm. uh, do the research as well as in, 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 in counter, uh, sorry, not counter, but in, in um, collaboration with what I see, uh, you know, connect with research on the internet. Um, but yes, so an ephemeris book, and there's, there's people love those kinds of books. Those are other ways to to get that. But yes, uh, so Lauren, Jupiter and Cancer is so your uh, one could say here your uh, path, your vision quest path through uh, you know as a as a sort of a uh, experiential path. I like to you know use that as well from the shamanic astrology. Uh, cancers, uh, you know, it's it's a kind of a, a path that, that is about nurture, truly nurturing and helping others, Fa- uh, successfully raising a family, um, re- opening up heart, you know, through compassion and empathy, you know, and the responsibility to uh, to care for others. And this could also show up. A person doesn't necessarily need to have specifically, oh, what if I don't have a family and I have Jupiter and Cancer? That's okay. You can apply it in other ways. And that ways can be with with uh, gardens and animals and, 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 you know, helper and healer at, at um, you know, out there at, say, even hospitals or medical centers or uh, assisted living facility, anywhere where there's a, a need for that compassion and that heart uh, social work. Um, you know, there's many mm. other kinds out there that where cancer could show up and it's, you know, highly valued. It's also about, uh, you know, as a path, uh, providing uh, a safe space, providing nourishment to others and being in there. It's a, it's a what we call a householder or a culture bearer type of sign. In traditional astrology, they would call that the uh, a cardinal sign. So, it's uh and uh, you know traditionally it's been looked at as feminine but it doesn't matter what uh your sex or, or gender expression is it's uh you know it is it is an archetype onto itself regardless of one's uh you know uh you know identification um so you know giving and 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 giving and, and turning into the needs of, to the needs of others and recognizing them as as your experiential path so it isn't necessarily, quote, who you are, 
but it's it's a it's a path that you're going down. I always like to uh, use the uh, uh, the picture of your chart, your astrology chart, all the with all the planets that for Jupiter being a, a vehicle then going down the road, and that road is Jupiter, and so you're traveling down that Cancer path with the, the leading edge being your ascendant, and then the rest of it, of course, the sun occupies a, a, a certain level space, and your Venus and the moon as well you know, occupy really important uh, parts. So, so yeah, that's what, uh, that's what shows up for that um, in uh, having Jupiter and Cancer. And you said in the third house? Yes. Mm-hmm. So there's a an environment of of communication of of heart communication uh-huh. of nourishment and and uh, you know of being a provider of of, of uh, safe space. Okay, that is very interesting, and we invite our listeners to enter your date into our Q and A box. We've got a few dates coming in. We're going to go to that. I just want to share some feedback so everyone can understand how really that. It's actually confirmation, Eric. We are creating a retreat center, and it really just came, well, it was envisioned 15 years ago, but really just last 2020, right around the 1111 gateway, it became very clear, and it happened really quickly. And so here you go, nurturing and helping others, and and doing it in a safe space on a communication level, that really feels good. So thank you for that. That's very interesting. Yeah, you're so you're where you where you are, you're creating a retreat center? Yes, it's in another country, but we are creating oh. it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Amazing. I'm not going to say too much about it now to keep the chi of it together, but it is underway, and it will be revealed soon enough, yeah. So very interesting. I look forward to that. Yes, I know. Everyone, we look forward to it. It's, you know, it's a migration of the heart. It's a heart migration. And so, all right, it's good to see that that's on a, a good spiritual path. And so I know there's other integers that are related, but that's very interesting, so let's go to some others and see what some others have going on. Let's see. Deb, she gives a birth date. Here's a birth date, 9-16, September 16th, 1963. 1963, uh, 9 okay. Uh, just a moment here. I can get that. Okay. Okay. Um, so uh yeah, Jupiter would be in uh Aries. Uh so that that is uh right now that's obviously uh she is uh in in an extremely uh, pivotal time. I mean obviously there's a lot of a, a lot of activity in Aries right now. Uh so there's there's definitely a major activation of her Jupiter in this during this time and uh also likely into the coming years here with Chiron uh being a, a strong uh we'll, we'll come back uh, at that later but Jupiter and Aries means that her uh, path of spirituality or her uh, what we can call even uh you know in a more ancient version of the word yoga or our way of 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 going about our lives our process um 
is through uh, instinctual uh, connection to being all into a mission and purpose that she believes in and and really going for it. And it's highly actional uh, energy, um, you know, uh, assertive, but also can be protector-defender at the same time. And, it, you know, could be, it's like, what is worth fighting for? What is worth defending? What is worth going, putting all of your energy into and making it mission and purpose? And that is uh, Jupiter and Aries. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay, Deb, you've heard it. That's very interesting. Yeah. Yes. All right. Then here's Shannon. Her Jupiter is in Aries. Ascendant and sun sign is Leo. North node in Cancer. She says, I'm very interested to know my vision quest path. I'm an artist, but very drawn to all things spiritual as well. Would love to combine them in a powerful way. Does this make sense with my astrological placement of Jupiter? So, so Sir Jupiter and is in Aries, right? You just said it's the same mm-hmm. uh, sign, and then she she said she's Leo rising, ascendant um, and sun sign in Leo, ascendant and sun in Leo. Okay, um, so that that adds another layer to this. So this, well, I could say that it's through Aries. It's through Aries that she learns more and more about her, uh, you know, what she's a beginner at in this lifetime, which is Leo. So she learns as, as, as she goes all into mission and purpose and believing in that cause, what's, what's worth fighting for. It's also, as she does that, it's, it's learning how to be uh, uh, the embodiment of radical, radiant self-love and channeling that into herself and expressing that and sharing that love um, with others, you know, being more vibrant and visible and open. Um, It's a highly uh, creative and active force and and willful force that that Leo is in, uh, is experiencing uh, as an archetype. Um, And it's through the Jupiter uh, Vision Quest path that she learns more about uh, her Leo energy, and so that's a that's a pretty profound and and, and highly uh, active and um, you know and, and might, it might even be could even be called ambitious um, a path for her. Mm. Yes, a radical, radiant self love, Shannon, and that is beautiful. That you're an artist and very drawn to spirituality. Absolutely, you can combine that into radical, radiant self-love. Wow, and teach others how to do that as well. And 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 that Jupiter in Aries, knowing what to fight for. Yeah, yeah, it's that road and, and that Leo. Uh, you know, it, that activates Leo. Um, and yeah, Leo is a is a highly uh, creative. A vibrant and intuitive uh, sign where it it operates it operates through the uh, the process of intuition of of just simply a uh, sort of a, a way to know without having to you know from a like a Capricorn would would be a very different way or or a Gemini would be a very different way of, of knowing and I've known um, and and have done readings for people that that have strong Leo. Um, that are you know highly creative and uh, and what they do and they shine in 
and whatever that they get into that that that's uh you know um is authentic to them and um if you know as somebody that's an artist yeah that's you know using color using uh your you know really how you experience your love you know put, and putting that energy literally impressing it into the artwork um that's people will notice it it will it will shine through beautiful all right we hope that was helpful shannon okay here is melody melody says that <clears throat> jupiter is zero zero in aquarius in the 11th house and her ascendant is pisces and her son is scorpio any information from melody yeah yeah so a lot of the description of of aquarius i've shared uh definitely applies to her uh melody um and she's having that zero zero aquarius I and mean, she had the that she had the saturn jupiter conjunction uh, right on the solstice uh hmm. right there you know uh what wow. a, what a magical window that is it's it's you know it won't happen again uh, in her lifetime on that particular degree. And uh, what, that, that, that's truly amazing. And so it, it's a, you know, the ver- reverberations of that isn't just a one-day thing. It's something that is a very long term, especially because of, of Saturn, Saturn's input with Jupiter in on that degree. Um, and he said she's uh, Melody Pisces, Melody, right? Yes, Melody, um, Ascendant, Pisces, Mel- Sun, Scorpio. Sun, Scorpio. So, so in shamanic astrology, we we say that the sun is is the fuel that we burn to reach our life purpose. It's something that you know we express often. Um, that kind of a, you know imbues our chart with that energy. And as Pisces rising, uh, very very different uh, priorities. I mean, both Scorpio and Pisces are uh, water signs and both feeling function. But Scorpio fuel is fuel that is about life force. It's about energy. It's about the, the depth of, of, of feeling in a way that it explores it to its, to its deepest edge, you know, uh, the, sort of that walking that edge of, of, of life and death. Um, as one of the names of Scorpio is the edge walker. But as it's fueling, it's fueling her, her ascendant in Pisces. And Pisces is all about empathy, being the, the empath and the healer and, you know, the, the mystical uh, journeyer, um, the, the one that, that is, wants to merge with spirit and others and, and help and heal and be there and be of service. And so it's, a Scorpio and a Pisces have different priorities, but she can. So it's a it's another it's a new like think of it as a is a, a deeper level, uh, more intense version uh, her coming out into this lifetime that you know I would say has a, a greater mystery and allure in her life uh, rather than just only being uh uh you know an empath but there's some there's an allure that on a on a self-exploration level of her exploring the depths of of her own feeling of her own um uh transformation and then death rebirth processes that 
as a theme in her life, but Scorpio definitely goes into that space, uh, you know, at times. And it's it's what she signed up for here. So obviously there's other, other factors in the chart on a full reading that I could bring in, but that's some of the basics that, that can show up. Um, but make no mistake, she is here to be an empath and a healer. It's just that she's, she's definitely a, a deeper level. One of the things uh, about Scorpio is that they have a, uh, a greater a will, and whereas Pisces is not about, uh, you know, ego or it's not about, you know, uh, serving oneself, but Scorpio, you know, a healthy Scorpio would as a way to contribute uh, by exploring those other realms, by um, expressing the strength of, of, your, of your will, emotional and, and physical will. And um, uh, so she, you know, she's learning both in this lifetime, and um, it's important to not ignore one or the other <laughs> in that process. Mm. <clears throat> Very good. Thank you for sharing. Okay, so we're going to talk a little bit more about the um, some more things coming up this year for our collective and what we could be aware of. But before we get there, Eric, can you talk about the – you have a couple of options for ways that people can have personal sessions with you. Again, mm-hmm. it's on the link on this uh, page. Just click the special offer, and you'll see that there are varying types of sessions with Eric. You can get the full-blown, full 90-minute reading. I highly mm-hmm. recommend that because you get your chart, and Eric explains everything about it. And I know that – you know, some people are at different levels with astrology. Some people know their chart so well, some don't e- can't even begin to even understand the symbols. And it does not matter right. where you are, but the, the, to understand the principles and the factors and the integers at play and the influences is something that Eric can really help you with. And that's why you've got a couple of ways that people can work with you. So tell us about those sessions. Yeah, um, so for those that are out there that haven't had a shamanic astrology reading from me, uh, I fully recommend the 90-minute uh, session um, to, to get a full scope of, of the um, of your chart, and, and especially if you really want to know more and more. I do offer a 30-minute uh, version that kind of gets into the sort of the important a level points and some basic qualities that I talk about. So if you're not wanting to get, you know, a 90-plus minute reading, then that could be an alternative. And then the other one is a one-hour session, uh, which could be uh, kind of a hybrid of the two. But also for those of that a first-time reading with me in the past, um, and I know several of your um, uh, the listeners have had that uh that can be done as well as give them, give them an update. Um, you know, I always recommend if uh, up to a, a year, six months, sometimes people connect with me monthly. Uh, I just actually did another client recently that is uh, wants to do monthly kind of month-to-month checks uh, yes. to see how, <laughs> how things are going. Um, mm-hmm. But they can customize the one hour of time or the half an hour of time if they want to and just focus on a particular thing. I also do astrocartography, so astrolocation is another word for it. 
astro mapping is another. There's there's all kinds of names for this kind of astrology. I know some people that love to connect to other places that they're looking to move or you know check uh-huh. out other places to, you know in the future maybe they 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 want to live at. Um, they can yes. use one hour of time if they want to to, to um, uh, get into that space. But those are those are the options. I I um, I also do. Uh, I think I still have that operate the three package. Um, mm-hmm. A bundle. Mm-hmm. A yeah. bundle. And they can you know they can use them in succession of you know once a month or or once every few months. Uh, I know one is use them. Uh, and I'm, I think I'm doing the third session for her over the next month or two here, probably, I think in June. So you can, you know, if, if you really want to go, I mean, in 90 minutes, there's only so much to talk about. Um, but there are other things that go deeper into this. This astrology is so rich. You can keep talking about certain things on a much deeper level. It, it's, it's, uh, just about infinite in that way. So there are other things that we could do in a bundle that is very cost effective, um, especially. Or you could you could do them and, and get them every six months if you want to. That's that's entirely up to you, uh, the person that's uh, signing up for that. So uh, yeah, I offer all of those, and uh, feel free to to check out that those offers on uh, you know Acoustic Health. Yes, thank you for that. So, again, did you call it astral projection? No. What did you call it for the loca- astral location? Yes. Astral location. Yes, yeah, astral that's location interesting. and uh-huh. astral cartography. Okay, astral location and astral cartography. So for those people who wish to move or build a retreat center, kind of go and get that all <laughs> all looked at and it's yes it's nothing again we want to say you know if you're if you've got things in motion already you know underway it's nothing to be frightened or concerned about but again this navigation it helps us understand various parameters and what to keep out on the look for as you said to Keep a, keep aware of the magic. Be aware of the magic that can occur. Yes, that's so. Especially with Jupiter. Now there are other types of transits where that could happen, but Jupiter is, is well known for this. Um, and synchronicity is a way of magic. Is a way of of connecting beyond yourself into what uh, Carl Jung called. Uh, a causal so that means it didn't have any particular root cause of things like cause and effect it just actually things show up at the right times in the right kind of way and you know it it it, it kind of sometimes these synchronicities boggle the mind but that's jupiter is a like a magnet for that it, it, it opens that territory up for us um jupiter spends uh, about uh, one year, roughly a year in each sign. Some years it actually spends time in two signs, like it's like it's doing this year and in 2022, um, where it's in a transition space. So, you know, in, in that space, it's whatever archetype or sign that's in, it's creating 
synchronicities or uh, and magic in that in that um, expression of of the of those signs, and you know it could be over a person's you know particular uh, personal um, uh, point on their chart, their north node even. I mean, uh, Jupiter over the north node, or Jupiter conjunct the ascendant, or uh, Jupiter conjunct Jupiter. You know, these are some of the more magical uh, occurrences in a person's life, depending on what other uh, initiations they're experiencing. I mean, if they have a Pluto transit happening at the same time as a Jupiter transit in different places, then it can sometimes have, you can have trouble maybe being aware of all the magic that's taking place. But on the, on, on a face, on the face level, uh, Jupiter definitely is a, a wonderful way to connect with that, you might say, the higher, higher level magic um, here in the real world. Now, magic can be any of the worlds. You can use it through in the underworld. You can use it in the celestial world or here in the uh, on the earth plane. Um, it's just a matter of what one's uh, intention is. But Jupiter is the, synchroni- the magic of synchronicity, a magic of... Uh, you know uh, where where things are lining up, with this, you know, in, in the right kind of way, uh, where the right the right words appear on the screen or in the book, or you know where you you meet the right person at the right time, and it was, uh, you know, maybe it was it was shifted because of a of a date a change, and suddenly you're you're meeting that ally that's showing up or that new relationship. Um, that's that's Jupiter. It's just being aware not to resist these occurrences when they happen. It's 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 Jupiter is a, a you know it's like hey say yes say yes as often as you can you know under the right you know obviously you don't want to say yes under something very toxic or you know unhealthy but um, generally that's sort of the prescription for Jupiter is to is to uh, open up to that to that those channels and and, and you know. Be just as you said, have great awareness. Yes, great awareness. So, as we look at the collective for the rest of this year, is there anything else that you wanted to add that you can look at and say this is something to pay attention to for this year besides the Jupiter and Saturn in Aquarius? Anything else? Yeah, there is. Um, you know, this year we have uh, coming up this summer. Uh, there's a Mars-Venus uh, conjunction in July, and um, they meet in the um, early evening sky in Leo. In Leo, and that is, uh, you know, the first time we'll have a visible Mars-Venus uh, conjunction in a few years. So mm-hmm. this is the, about the masculine and feminine coming together. And it's it's part of the theme of you know sort of a, another another layer of a theme underneath uh, in the 2021 of the masculine and feminine actually working together, being vibrant together, being uh, radiant together. Uh, but the shadow of that, of course, there could be you know squabbles, there could be uh, sort of ego pressing against each other in that way. But it, in its ideal level, it could show up where it's where they may end up working together. They end up uh, helping each other by, uh, you know, uh, sharing sharing the love. Uh, at least that's that's a that's a, a ideal uh, image there. Now Mars 
Mars uh, is what we call, it, it actually fades into the rays of the sun uh, by August and uh, um, goes into what in shamanic terms goes into the underworld. So the Mars, Mars is going to be going through a death rebirth. And Lakota, Lakota would call this a, a time of Sundance, a time of, 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 of surrender and sacrifice uh, to of self, of ego, of self to to be reversed in in a in a, in a way that's cleansing. Um, meanwhile, the feminine is is the Venus, representing the feminine principle. She comes out in just a month, in on May third. She comes out and and she is like transformed. The she, she's now no she's she was a morning star. Now she's going to become an evening star. Ah. Uh. And so now she's 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 going to wake up and uh, get her vestments back and get her a new new ways of of into her own personal power. And so this is the rise this is the rise of the feminine in that way in the evening time and it could be uh, you know the evening what we call evening star uh, Venus can be very Jupiterian like in its feeling. Um, so it can be very expansive in the long term. And, um, you know, she'll get, as the months roll on, she'll get brighter and brighter. Uh, so those are some of the other things that are happening. There's uh, two more Saturn-Jupiter uh, squares, one in June and one in December. And um, uh, Pluto and Eris have uh, at least one more square, maybe two this year and but that's the end of their of their squares and that Eris is a is something that moves extremely slowly as an Aries is part of that part of what our experience in 2020 was but also in here in 2021 and I feel like uh, that this isn't the causes the things that have taken up around uh, for for women and, and the feminine. This isn't something that is just going to, uh, you know, sputter out, and, and it's something I feel is, is going to get stronger and more beneficial. And I think, of course, for humanity, and I think that's already starting um, with these um, uh, planetary cycles that are that are helping uh, spur that on, as far as equality, uh, as far as justice. Um, ultimately, I think it's going to be of great help there. Yes. Can you say or explain a little bit more about the energies of a square versus a conjunction? So we had Saturn and Jupiter in the Great Conjunction in December of 2020. And so what is a square? Is that um, is it across from the planet? Can you explain what that is and what the influences are? Yeah, that's a great question. So a square is uh, visually we can see that as a first quarter moon um, okay. or a last quarter moon. That's visually that's what it looks like. Um, it's like one planetary object or star that is between the eastern and western horizons, and another one on one of the horizons, and that's that's a square. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know, an opposition would be a full moon. Uh, one is on the west and one is the east. 
And so you get that that full elimination. It's like a full, like, they see each other really, really well. It's the polarity that uh, shows up strongly. Now, on a square, it can be a, uh, a point of uh, strong tension and pressure as an energetic feel to that. Um, think of, like, two uh, uh, walls, you know, coming together at an angle and there's a certain point of pressure as one is, as gravity is trying to pull them both down, but they're hanging on to each other. And so that is, that puts pressure and, and a pressure to, in, in psychologically, uh, to make the decision, to decide something, to choose a road, to choose a path. And so sometimes the big decisions, uh, we can feel a lot of pressure, especially if, if it's like, uh, one and the other are fairly even and or one of them is really hard to make and the other may may not be but yet in order to decide one you have to decide the other too and that is that's pressure and that can feel like it can it can drain energy the longer it goes on uh, oppositions are not quite as as pressure oriented but they can be uh, challenging, they could, you know, uh, fully illuminate a particular issue that a person is having or experiencing, and um, opening up the pathways for them to to not you can't ignore it anymore. Like it's there, you've got to deal with it. But it can also be where you know sometimes those issues can be, you know, something extremely beneficial, and it could open up the pathways to you know more abundance and uh, you know more. Uh, you know, resources for, for oneself, depending on, on uh, what planets are involved and, and signs and so forth. And then, of course, there's the conjunctions, which are two planets together, like Mars and Venus in July uh, will be, and that is, is usually a, a powerful synastry of, of energies together, where they're, where they're intended to really uh, strongly connect and work together. At least that's the, uh, that's the intent. Uh, but sometimes when they're really together, it can be extremely intense, like it was in 2020, where they're working together to produce great transformation and and change and to plant the seeds for future generations. And uh, that, that conjunction also with Jupiter expanding all of that. So conjunctions, squares, and oppositions, and none of them are necessarily – bad, but they are all, all three of those aspects, astrological aspects, are the, 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 the reason I use those the most, and in shamanic astrology, uh, we use those the most, is because they're the ones that create the greatest movement in our lives, the greatest amount of change in our lives, and ultimately, uh, in the long term, beneficial. Uh, trines and sextiles it's more of an easy flow. There's 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 a, a greater level of of connection and communication. Uh, not in all cases, but there's not as much quote movement in uh, when they are uh, aligned in that way. There's uh, there's other aspects that are more uh, that, that they're uh, more minor or different, um, but those are the main ones um, uh, in astrology. Well, we are in, I love how you said this year is a cleanup year, and I love how you use the words opportunities for great transformation, for humanitarian innovation, consciousness expansion, 
and just being in a solution-oriented phase, you know, we're starting to see this. Even in local communities, you're starting to see people care about some of these issues. Um, you know, in my hometown, we're seeing, well, we're seeing a lot of things. We just had violence, but we're seeing conversation, um, people having the courage now to speak up and to speak voices of truth and liberation for a new way. So that makes me hopeful, even though we see some areas where you're talking about of of resistance or maybe some behavior that is simply clearing for the collective. But this does bring us into an optimistic perspective, wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah, absolutely. In fact, uh, I am highly optimistic uh, for this year and continue to be so. Um, and, and, and I find what's happened with uh, even the pandemic and how much has improved. We're not quite, quote, out of the woods yet, but we are on our way. And I find that, you know, around, I know that there was definitely a, a really powerful event in your community um, and others in recent uh, months. Um, yeah, there are, are, mm-hmm. are people that that just, this is one of the challenges that they, it's not either they become susceptible in how they're educated and they might crack, they might split apart like part of a, it could be a schism and it happens within their within their being, and they don't know, they have no maybe outlet to help them. And so they resort to an extreme level of expression and where it's like a, uh, it's like they're going, they, they know that that's the end for them. Um, and this is where, you know, as a society, as a culture, I don't claim to have all the answers here for, for sure, but this is where the, you know, that we have resources available for people and that, you know, uh, you know, those resources are made more visible, say, in, in, in you know, growing up and in schools and, you know, that, mm-hmm. that parents are uh, aware of that, you know, then, then there may be a, a, a more, uh, a less of a chance of, of extreme events happening like this, but it won't, I'm a, nothing is, is a perfect thing, but maybe there's, there's hope in that way. And I, I think with, um, you know, the, the lack of, in, in, in decades prior, there was just a lack of, of, of focus upon that and it was, you know, or, or it was only focused in on the short term and then ignored later. Um, but maybe this time we're actually going to, to allow some things to stick more and, 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 and have the communities become more and more aware and, 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 and really spark those conversations, that dialogue as you were sharing. Uh, really vital uh, to to be able to just just to keep talking, just to you know, if the talking stops, then then that I think that's a sign of trouble. Um, and uh, you know, for for me, it's it's you know, keeping the communication lines open and 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 free so that we can all all share. And COVID has been a strain on on everyone, a lot of people's lives. And we realize how grateful we are and what we, how important it is to connect with, with, with others, especially in person. And to be able to, mm-hmm. there's only so much you can do, say, on the phone or on Zoom, which are amazing. But, 
you know, in person you pick up so much in the language that you you only got bits and pieces of, say, on the phone or, or over electronic communication. So you need, we need all three to uh, to be able to uh, really connect communities together. And uh, but I'm optimistic, especially with Saturn and Jupiter in in Aquarius, and uh, Jupiter even moving into Pisces for a few months is also very a very hopeful sign between May and July. So um, so yes, that's a that's a you know that could be. Uh, could be really beneficial. It depends on how we perceive it. If we don't, you know, ignore the signs of magic in our lives and, and that there's other opportunities, that it isn't the end and we can, we can, we can repurpose what we, what we uh, can choose to repurpose. And I always love to share, I know we're kind of closing in on the end here, but, um, you know, that we can only be what we give ourselves the power to be. It's, a, it's an old um, Cherokee uh, saying. Uh, and it's it's totally true. And I've uh, I felt those words on a, on a very deep level when I first learned of them. And at times in my life where I felt stuck and in a repeating a toxic pattern. And I chose, I chose more directly to embody those words and, you know, it took effort. It wasn't like, you know, something simple, but it takes effort to to choose something else that isn't, say, violent or, or just only reactive, but something beyond it and that can still express the energy but do it in a constructive fashion uh, rather than in a destructive fashion. So... Um, yeah, well, that's <laughs> that's mm. why I'm, I'm I'm continuing to be optimistic here. And you help people be optimistic and navigate their own way to really optimize the their own planetary cycles that are influencing mm. their lives. And so, again, I just want to say you are amazing in your sessions. The information you're a wealth of information. So for those who are getting a personal session with Eric, know that this is a really good rate. And we are so grateful to you for that, Eric. You offer a really affordable way for people to get access to this information and to also understand the information. And I think that as everyone comes online with this and this connection, it is all about love. It is about opening more to love and restructuring foundations into love as we are shifting into higher frequencies for new earth. So it is all in divine timing. And the work that you do helps people really see the map of their own divine timing. So thank you for that. I want to say as well that there is a recording that you did. It's a it's really a class, and that comes yep. with every purchase of a session. So people can, if they're not very familiar with astrology, this helps to explain it a little bit. Yes, and I plan, I'm in the planning stages of creating a, a more robust online course for people, as you were sharing, uh, in, you know, when we were corresponding earlier, uh 
the weeks uh, over the last several weeks. Um, and yeah, I love to share, I love to teach, and so be you know be just a, letting people know to be aware that there will be more to come. <laughs> yes. Beautiful. You can find the link to Eric Roth's special offer right here on this webpage at AcousticHealth.com and get signed up. Eric has openings for you and you are going to be in for a treat, a real empowerment with this knowledge and information. So good. Hang on, everyone, and just know that we are here to nurture and assist others and be on this path of creativity on our spiritual journey. As we wrap up today, Eric, I want to just give you a moment to close. Thank you. Yes. Um, One of the wonderful things that we can uh, learn from and all for all of us is to, is to look to look to the earth, look to the sky and the wisdom is all there. The knowledge is there. We just have to be aware of it, open up to that, that special wisdom and knowledge, the stars, the planets, the sun, the moon, the earth. It teaches us, and they are our spirit guides. You know, on a shamanic level, they are here to help us, and they give us messages and, 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 and help us become more of who we are, our authentic expression. And it's it can be profound if we allow ourselves to experience that, give ourselves permission to to be part of it. Um, and so that's, I wanted to share, hey, look up into the stars, look up into the sky and, and uh, you know, look, be on the trail, uh, on, the, on, the, on the greenway, on the walkway. It's all around us. The wisdom and knowledge is there. Ground into Gaia. Look up at the stars. Get the free app for your phone called Star Walk if you haven't gotten it already. That is a beautiful way to really understand more of what Eric was explaining. Of mm-hmm. you know, when you use an app like Star Walk, you can see the constellations in the houses of the um, signs. So that's pretty cool, and it does again just expand our own awareness of it and feel into the night sky. We can actually connect in with our whole group here as we look at the twinkling stars of our cosmos. So beautiful. We'll see each other and everyone under the stars. Thank you, Eric Roth, for this quantum conversation. Thank you, Lauren. Again, you can check out Eric Roth's special offer and get scheduled for your own astrology reading There's a variety of lengths, and they're all available for you. So now we are here to dance our way to the cosmic heart. And one of the things that I'd like to share is a plant music clearing for the emotional body. This was recorded on March 22nd when my hometown experienced some violence and tragedy, and we were we were actually quite saddened. You could feel a sadness in our community. And I realized that this, that we were feeling the community. This was not just me. Yes, of course, I was sad, but the community feeling of grief and sadness was palpable. So this is just a few moments 
of Clearing the Emotional Body, recorded with the Lemurian Orchid. Enjoy this and allow yourself to feel this emotional clearing for anywhere on our planet that needs it or for any area in your life that needs it. And ground into Gaia as we feel the frequencies of the beautiful plant music. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for listening to this quantum conversation and thank you for dancing with us to the cosmic heart. As we raise our own vibration, we raise the vibration of the planet. This show is dedicated to you and all awakening hearts as we are here to shine our bright light and amplify our love. Access all quantum conversations, special offers from our guests, and online healing retreats by visiting AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and from my sacred heart to yours, I honor your magnificent love and light.
We leave you now with music from the universe. Music literally created by the universe as musical notes were assigned to mathematical equations. The result is this beautiful music available at AcousticHealth.com. Namaste. The conference is now completed. Goodbye.